Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Wednesday. It's our first episode on a Wednesday. Um, and we did a uh, an episode last week for our last Friday episode, myself and Steph Sabra, where we went through heroes and villains. We thought it was going to be one episode, but we started going through like, oh, you know, what? we could probably do two parts of this. And that's exactly what we're doing. So we're going to do part two. It's heroes and villains. If you didn't have an opportunity yet, please subscribe to us on podcast feed, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. The link's in the description. You can now rate on Spotify, which is awesome. But we're going to get into it. It's heroes and villains. It's Star Wars world. It's me. It's Steph Sabra. It's Sith Council. Let's do it. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. been a day guys it's been a day so what, what's that logo well, i deleted everything off my damn screen and the, the actual logo of what was supposed to be there is not it's been glitching all day this is the fourth attempt at doing this show today <laughs> we're gonna get through it so if you're listening on audio you have no idea what i'm talking about and if uh you're watching you just got a commercial for big thing congratulations to you all right we have a lot to talk about Let's get into this. I'm, I'm here with Steph. Hello, Steph. Hi. Nice to see you for a fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Groundhog this. Day. It is. I just checked if it was Friday the 13th. It might as well no, be at this not. point. It's Wednesday. Um, thank you for everybody who joined us. If you're able to subscribe to the channel, please do so if you haven't done it already. If you have subscribed and you haven't hit notifications, do that. As I mentioned at the top, we're going to be doing Boba Fett. But we're going to be doing it on Wednesday because that's when the show comes out. So uh, Steph and Mike won't be on for the first one for that, but they will be for the second episode. I'll be doing the first one by myself because of the holidays, obviously. Um, okay, let's get right into it. We left off. It was either Wicked or whoever the hell it was, right? But now we get into a uh, let's do another villain. And I think we start off this time. We'll do Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. So Count Dooku, besides his name being Count Dooku, yeah. um, didn't really have the, I think, the development of a character and, and Clone Wars he did and if you watch Clone Wars I think he gets significantly better but the problem was in that in Attack of the Clones he's great they set him up as this rogue Jedi that you start to learn a little bit more about the Sith and all this and then he just craps out in the beginning of yeah, the third one just decapitated yeah. I, I loved him in the second one he was the highlight for me I loved Yoda and him going head to head and I think that he exposed a lot of the issues with the Jedi that yeah. I think a lot of people would agree with and then the next movie he's just gone he's just gone and he's set up for Palpatine to use and but which is fine but they don't explain it enough it's just kind of he's like oh you're I'm about to die yeah and no one else is going to kind of know oh because he does and this is why I think that Attack of the Clones, I, people couldn't believe that I had it higher than a couple other movies. And listen, one of the reasons why is even when he's, the Sith are always manipulating. And the Sith are always trying to best each other, right? One to have the power, one to crave it. And so when Count Dooku says to Obi-Wan, he tells him the whole plot. He goes, yeah, what if I told you the whole, this whole thing has been led by an evil Sith Lord? He's like, you're lying. He's like, no, I'm telling you the truth. And he was. And that's that's the manipulation of the Sith, and I love that element to him. But then he like Darth Maul before him. He although he's got a little bit more screen time than Darth Maul, he's, he he has gone before you really can develop him. And like to have Darth, like if you wouldn't have been able to do Darth Maul, Dooku, and Palpatine, and like really develop them through through three movies together, like this Sith kind of trio that didn't really know. And again, one that created the power, the other one doesn't know. Wait, why are there three? When it's supposed to be a rule of two? But either way, they are developed thoroughly 
in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, I know. And good thing that they did because it's true. If the prequels had focused on their villains and yeah. developing them more, it would have been arguably another one of the greatest trilogies of yeah. all time. But because yeah. the villains are so sick, like people love Count Dooku, people love Yeah, Maul. they're just they're not developed yeah. enough. That's it. All right, now moving on to another hero, the Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata is another one. Lupita Nyong'o, great actress, was very excited when she was cast in our previous episode. We said, oh, everybody was wondering if she was going to be a Saj Ventress before they knew the fate of what happened to Saj Ventress, but hoping that she was going to be something. And she's set, this character was set of this woman who's been running this cantina for like a thousand years. Um, great relationship with Han, understanding of it. I love her, what her purpose is. In the novel, she has more to do. I think she's force sensitive. We never get the story of how she found Luke Saber. Yeah. Story for another time. We just still haven't had that time. Um, Last Jedi, she's completely ruined and uh, un, uh, used in a stupid video game type Bizarre. way. Ridiculous. Yeah. And don't even so put her in there. Why, why is she making a phone call if she's in the middle of a battle? No. Silly. Just don't put her in the movie then. Just, it's no, fine. No, and you could have been anybody saying, There's, you got to find the guy with the plume. Anybody could have told you that. We need we need Moscanada in it. Why? Because we have Lapita on Right contract. then, you should have known, don't find someone with a plume. Delete this, delete this entire delete mission. <laughs> and, then, and then the third one, she's also just there basically to, to deliver anything that they were unfortunately not able to convey through Carrie Fisher. Yeah. So the character is wasted, yep. um, and that's the, my problem with a lot of the the new trilogy in general. Is there are just not a lot of characters that that they were set up Have really well, through. yeah, it's not, not done very well. And she's unfortunately one of those. I like her though, and maybe it's very similar to what we were just saying with Dooku. Maybe there's some kind of series that will come out that she'll be able to do more stuff, and and because it's very possible that the beauty of television inside of Star Wars is that. Oh, you know what? I didn't like this particular character as much as I thought I would. I didn't like the character in the movies, but then in the TV show, they really used him in a different way. And I think Maz Kanata could be one of those people. Totally. Yeah. Even when Mandalorian, obviously, we hadn't been introduced to his character, but I was like, why do I care about that? Like, you know, right. but there's in shows, there's so much room for yeah. Yeah. making that happen. All right. The next character on the list is one of my favorite all time villains, and that's, uh, that's Thrawn. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Is this is definitely the, the Chrome though? But do you have Do you have it Do you have it up by the way? I have the heroes, not the villains. Villains is the um, is the I think it's a screen rant list. Just okay. it just says power villains of all time. So we'll, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this down because I'm pretty sure it's Chrome that's been messing us up today. So I just shut down Chrome and hopefully that helps us because it seems to be what has been the big mess up. So we're, let's let's do yeah. All right. So it looks like it's it's helping a little bit. So I'm just shutting down Chrome, and we'll have to work Great. through Steph's list. Um, so Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yep. Now Thrawn is a very interesting character all the way around. Not just the actual character himself and what he's done, how detailed he is, and his his detail to art and culture, and how sophisticated he is, sophisticated he is, and the unknown, um, his race of the of the the, 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 the I would say it, the the Zis, yeah whatever it's, it, whatever it is. And the people are gonna. Get, Sorry, I don't don't ever don't ever He's blue with red no, eyes. No, it's the thrist or the zis, whatever the hell it is. People are screaming at me. Um, uh, but it's um, but he comes from this race of people who are very and and his the the comic book that they had on him the the the, the novel the canon stuff I'm talking about just all out of how he gets connected to this universe in general and how he's able to start working for the empire. Yeah. But where he first came in in the non-canon was through the Timothy Zahn books right after Return of the Jedi. And it was 
people don't remember, you certainly don't because I don't think you were alive yet, but when the novels came out, um, they were the sequels and they were the next thing to Return of the Jedi. So people did not have Star Wars. So what they had were these books. Books, yeah. And the idea of everything. So in that timeline, do you know enough about that timeline? Yeah, a little bit. So right after Return of the Jedi, I think it may be a couple of years, maybe five years. I don't know. No, no more than that. So what's happened in that time period is that Emperor's dead, all of a sudden, and then Thrawn was off fighting another mission in, in like outer regions, whatever, and he comes back and the Empire is in disarray. He pretty much just takes over everything. So now he's the one they're they're battling and there's stuff going on with Mara Jade and 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 there's a lot. But when they had to make when when they wanted to make him canon because of the timeline stuff and where they needed to put it, they they changed that and they kind of put him inside of Rebels. So the Emperor is still alive yeah. at this point and and all of that. And they, you kind of see him get a little bit more uh, involved in it in the timeline. And then Timothy Zahn comes back, does a whole set of um, of new novels that, that fits into it. The only thing that I had a problem with, but I'm, I'm over it, is that in the, if you read the novel or you listen to the audio book, Thrawn is significantly different and less of a full pure villain in rebels he's a pure villain yep and he's a little bit more of a like you understand more his reasoning is there's like a thanos type kind of but different uh, where he there's just things that he's got to do he's got it, i don't want to say he's got a heart but he's got he's got more motivation for things. He does certain things away. He's there's certain things he's not as selfish. There's I don't know. It just it seemed different from the the novel to to the actual series. But I wonder how they portray him in the Ahsoka series. I know that's what I'm looking really look because I only know Thrawn really from Rebels, Rebels yeah. and I love Thrawn. I, yeah. I think he's so Great. sick and just like good at a lot of things yeah. and tactical and respected, which like I like a respected villain, which is why we like Vader and Palpatine yes. and not like Hux yeah. uh, because he's scary. So I think that I'm really excited to see what he looks like in live action too. A hundred percent. So, all right, well, who's, who's next on our heroes list? Last was Maz Kanata. So now we're going to move over and we got next on our Steph's now navigating yeah. through the phone because the system has been screwing us up here today, it but is, um, who we got? There's Porg. Do you want to go? Porg? Yeah. No, we can get rid of Porg. They, they ranked a Porg as one, as one of the best heroes? Yes. Who made this list? How do we <laughs> fire them? Cassie and Andor. All right, Cassie and Andor. Oh, they put a Porg <laughs> on the list? Yes. What the hell's wrong with people? Oh, my God. A Porg? That's on the cute list, yo. The Porg needs to go on my dinner table in the next butcher box. Oh, my uh, gosh. Porg. Oh, they uh before Porg they did have the crew from Rogue One, so Bodhi, Boz, okay. and Chirrut. good heroes, yeah, Chirrut, uh, uh, anyway. So all of those guys together, that was a, that's a great squad. Yep, Bodhi is a, is someone I don't think is talked about enough. We can throw Andor in there also, mm -hmm. and all this whole crew, the whole crew, um, and then you of course have um, Urso, yeah, Jin Urso, the whole squad from Rogue One. To me, that is the best Disney-era Star Wars movie out of all of them right now. 
And I think it is also because of the way that they all work together, the stuff that they do, the understanding. I never really got when people go, like, oh, there's not a lot of development in those characters. There's a lot of development. And you understand why Jin or so is the way she is and the understanding of not really knowing who her dad was. Yeah. It's a great scene with her in Rogue One when she just kind of breaks down and has this, she has this hard edge about her the whole time, but then she gets this message from her dad and she just kind of breaks down. She can't let him go. Oh, so this message. good. Great. And then Andor, who is... Just, just kills a guy in cold blood and the guy wasn't a bad dude he's just he just this, this is who he does and so i'm very curious to see how that plays out in the end or yeah because we see him before he turned yeah. fully like got more, got more of a heart yeah. yeah and and he doesn't he he feels like he i think that he's just kind of going through the motions by the time we meet him and he finds that i think jing gives him more of a purpose mm-hmm. because he's able to understand a little bit more um and I think that's what we're going to see in, in the movie itself. But Bodhi, and then you get ev- that whole crew involved, the way that they play off of each other, makes each other work. And you know that, no- and when when they all die, and we got to put K2SO in there too. Yep. When they all die, each one of you're connected to all of it and you care. It's yeah. Like, oh, who was that person? No, yeah. I loved yeah. all of these characters. For people who say that, I don't really understand because I was really connected to them. Yeah. And they're so Star Wars to me. It's yeah. everyday people who just made decisions to, at the end of the day, be the hero. Right. And also, none of these people had, le- like, um, they didn't have Obi-Wans in their life. Right. They didn't have Yodas in their life. So it makes sense that they wouldn't be making the perfect decisions until they met each other and kind of saw the picture clear. 100%. So I think that whole crew from Rogue One works really well. Um, they have There's some really good heroes in there. Very curious to see how they portray and or what other heroes and villains they will have inside of it. All right, let's go back to a villain now. We're at Grand Moff Tarkin. Great. Yes. I mean, I always love when he shows up again, you know, played by the great Peter Cushing, yep. who probably very similar to Alec Guinness, had no idea what the hell movie he was making <laughs> when he made it, but he brought such a, a, a power to the role. And in the first movie, in New Hope, he was the villain. He was the guy. They didn't, we didn't see the Emperor. Vader worked for him. Mm-hmm. And I liked in the Thrawn, in the Tarkin novel, which I believe was James Lucino. I think I said. I think I incorrectly said that James Lucino's first book was Ant, was uh, Catalyst, because I'm pretty sure it was Tarkin. Um, but either way, Tarkin, they, you understand what Tarkin knows that Vader is Anakin. He knows um, he was around it, and but there's a respect that they have for each other, and there's respect that Vader has for Tarkin, and you see that in New Hope, obviously, and it carries over to other things and. And then he plays very well in Rogue One, even though I think, you know, you say what you will about the time. Like it was, they were making a move on the de-aging stuff. I still thought that he was, it was a good move to have him. But he also is voiced by Stephen Stanton in both the Clone Wars and in the Rebel series, brilliantly, by the way. Mm-hmm. Love Stephen Stanton. Very talented dude. Um, and Thr- and uh, Tarkin is just a guy that is continuously a threat. And I think, do you think... we? Do you think we see him in in Andor? Yeah, I think, think definitely so? with a deep, with more deep fake. Yeah, I think so because well, they've brought on the new guy from YouTube. I th- right. I you can't help but to think in Rogue One that that scene could have been so much better yeah. if it was just that technology or less straight up face shots. Yeah. I think there's ways to play around with it, but I think so because Tarkin is to me like a master class villain. Yeah. I, I, to, to me, he's scarier than Palpatine in the way he moves and like the way, obviously not with his ability, but yeah. for him to have no force ability and to have that much, 
like power yeah. amongst people. He's yeah. so sick. Also, best cheekbones in the he's, villain game ever. Ever. He's, ever. No, he's great. And he's also good in that in that Lost Stars novel that I keep telling you about. Yeah, he's, he's I good got in that. Um, but he's he is he's a great villain, and obviously the 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 great Peter Cushing made that villain yeah. so much more memorable. Unbelievable. All right, who's our hero? Who's our okay. next hero in the next? I'm I I'm gonna go ahead and say it's one of the big ones, but we'll see. I bet you it's Lando. Oh yeah, I I think it's Finn. Finn. Yep. That it is Finn. Yep. Well, we know that Finn. We've we've talked about Finn at great at great length. Because I think this came out before the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, like did the it? Final, this list? Like, this was right after Force Awakens. Yeah. So the same. The, the John Boyega, another one, great actor, so so talented, but also so locked into Star Wars when he joined, um, and just a character that just they didn't know where or what to do with him. And in the first one, he's got a good arc. It's here's the here's the stormtrooper that for some reason wakes up there was an awakening which we thought okay well this was could, him. Yeah. could be him he 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 popped out of this thing and it then still could have they still could have done it the both. right way and then last jedi he's completely just diminished and pushed back into the same role that he had in the beginning of force awakens which made no sense at all and then they don't even know what the hell to do with him in, in rise of skywalker they're like oh now we're gonna give him force sensitive powers and he kind of tells Ray, he's going to tell her, but he never really tells her, and he doesn't know what to do. It, and if you duel the fates to me, has the best arc for him. Yeah, because you everything that led up from both the first movie, even Last Jedi, then comes to this ending of storming the capital in Coruscant. What he's got to do with Rose, making that whole thing with Rose work. So it's nothing against Boyega himself. I'm sure. I bet you, if Boyega could be candid. And he would probably say, yeah, I would have much rather had closed out the way that I, I kind of hoped it would do. 100%. Because they played off of that whole reason of the stormtrooper getting captured and all that as children and all that. That was just basically ignored. Yeah. Uh, like, it's so sick to have a stormtrooper that can be like brought to awareness yeah. on his own decision yeah. and then join the rebellion. And, and you the, see other people doing it. Yeah, you know? and the way they set it up, even with, Ma like, the first Force Awakens makes sense. Like, he was going to leave them. He wasn't sure. He wasn't about the rebellion right. yet. And then and then he was. Right. So then you keep him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he was going to defect again. Uh, but anyways, I love this character regardless. He's, yeah. like, the perfect Great yeller. Yeah, great, great the, yeller. one of the greatest yellers ever. ever. Right. Yeah, I'm the sure. The power behind that. He really is so much. And, I, you know, I hope that he wasn't sullied from everything that, the kind of crap that he got I know. overall. And I, I would like to see Finn return somehow because at least they set up an idea that he is. Force sensitive. Yeah. And that if there's something down the line, because in the, in, in the Duel of Fates, Ray does open up and start, and start training the next, the next phase of Jedi. And if he becomes, and I know that's not the same, but if they, if they did something down the line where there's a Disney plus series five or 10 years later, right now, if I was them, they'd now I don't want anything to do with it, but Hey, who knew Willem Dafoe was going to come back yeah. to Spider-Man, right? Who, who knew that was going to happen? Who knew all these things were going to happen? So maybe they come back and then in five or 10 years is some Disney plus series and you get more of a development because look at Obi-Wan, right? Obi-Wan, by Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, arguably the best thing in all the prequels as far as acting. And he always wanted to get a little bit more chance to have a depth to the character. And now he's got that opportunity yeah. to do, what, 
15 years yeah. later or whatever the hell we it is. We have yeah. no idea. I think for Daisy Ridley and for John Boyega, Oscar Isaac's already doing it. They're just, and John Boyega more than Daisy Ridley, just booking, booking, yeah. booking outside roles, yeah. getting their name known outside of Star Wars. And then I do think that there's a chance that they would come back if the story was right. If the story was right. And, and I, I, you know, I I'd, I'd would much prefer to see them all get a, sh- a chance to shine. Look at Hawkeye. Look at Hawkeye. Hawkeye was in... What, how many how many movies was he in? Like eight, eight ten, yeah. whatever he was in. And within six episodes of this TV show, or whatever, five or six, he's way more developed and has so much more to do in five episodes of television than he did in that entire series of movies. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure there's a group of people that didn't know Hawkeye was in the Avengers. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but he was just kind of he was there, and he was always kind of the not that it's Jamie Renner, but he, because he would never had superpowers, he was kind of like the butt of the joke, and never really had a a time to to shine. Um, and now he does, and that's kind of the example of why I think if you if Finn if Finn had something to do later on down in a TV series. It's just a matter of whether or not yeah. John Boyega wants to do yeah. that in his career. All right, moving on to now we're getting to villains, right? Yep. We're up with Maul. Darth Maul. Okay, yep. so here's a character that really was able I mean, hit the ground running when he when he appeared. Like the double bladed lightsaber, the the martial arts, the idea of this who is this this Zabrak who is just a, an absolute like psycho psycho and doesn't have to say much, doesn't say like this is my apprentice. Yeah. He will find your respects love. no Shit. one. No, wants except, to just except Palpatine. kill, yeah, except right. for Palpatine, right. and he just wants to like fight. Yeah, and he also gives that whole thing. He's got a mission. He's like, at last, we'll be able to reveal ourselves to the Jedi. You know, at last, after all this time, like he's the apprentice, and and then he gets cut in half. And you're like, that's it. He's done. And then I remember telling people, well, Maul's back, and people go because of the Clone Wars. Like, How is Maul back? And the way that they did that, and the way that he was infused himself because he's. He's such a hateful character. Yeah. Oh my god. Even when because he's not, and everything that happens to him in the Clone Wars. I mean, the stuff with the witches, but the stuff with uh, with his brother, and then the idea of Palpatine, who basically just like, yeah, you're damaged goods, man. He's like, I don't, I, you're not Sith anymore. I get lost, and he's just like, what? And he, and then Palpatine kills his brother. Palpatine best him and then he's got to go. And the whole thing with the Mandalorians, he has so much depth to him. Yeah. In Clone Wars alone. And then you go to Rebels. That's why everybody's saying, like, oh, he's got to be in the Obi-Wan series. No, he cannot be in the Obi-Wan series. It would be such a... And there's no way that, that Filoni's going to do that because what happens to... His his whole mission is he wants to hunt down. He hates... He hates. That's, all, that's what he does. He hates. And he hates Obi-Wan. And he's got to find a way to get to Obi-Wan. And he finally finds a way to do it. He finally tracks him down through Ezra. And then that... I remember when that whole episode happened in Rebels when they fought. Mm-hmm. And Obi Wan kills him pretty yeah. quickly, and people are like that's it, that's the big battle. And it's like, yeah, it's such a, it's a because Maul's still fighting Obi Wan like he did in Phantom Menace. Obi Wan has evolved, like Obi Wan is at a piece. Obi Wan was fighting with anger in Phantom Menace. Yeah, this was a serene, chill Obi Wan who you're not you're it's over for you no yeah, oh, yeah. people didn't realize i think how strong obi-wan was yeah. just because he was the most calm old, and, he was, and he was older at the point but he's yeah. like and 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 he also even after all that after maul killed obi-wan's love obi-wan just held him in his arms and he's just this hateful thing 
this hateful he's, creature. Yeah, well, it's like imagine Darth Maul had to look in the mirror and be like, "Okay, I look like this, so I need to make one decision." <laughs> I gotta figure. <laughs> I, I gotta go fi- to the dark I gotta side figure it out all the way. All the way. I mean, I, I was I was built I was built out this way, but he's a great he's a great villain. Um, I think that. It's funny because I think Ray Park did a great job with him overall, but I do think Sam, and it's not because Sam was in Schmodown or anything too. I just I think Sam embodied Darth Maul the best. I think that Sam, even though Ray Park has him, the body movement and all that stuff down, and even when they brought him back into Solo, there he is. But it was it was Sam's voice that they used for Solo because Sam really took over and knows it. Kenobi! Like, he just, he knows him. He knows him really well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's another, that's another character that I like to see come back. I don't know where you put him as, you put him as an anti-hero, but Starkiller, not canon, played by Sam Witwer in The Force Unleashed. That'd be an interesting character to to appear. All right, who we got? Hero. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma, good character, for sure. She's got to be in in Andor, right? Yeah, has to be. has to be at least at the end, maybe. Not end more than just the end. She's got to be given. She got to be given like uh, missions and and things. As far as I would assume, was Genevieve? Is that her? I can't remember her name. Who yeah, I her? don't. Genevieve Riley or something. I can't remember. I'm not, that's why I don't compete in these, no. in these things. Um, yeah, because she's been one who's been around silently yeah. and um, in like the leadership meeting yeah. so if you don't really realize if you don't look close enough you might miss her as a she character runs but the she's shop. Been, yeah she runs the shop and she and she it was in a deleted scene that I don't think should have been deleted in Revenge of the Sith where they start to make the moves to create the rebellion and then she's in Rogue One she's in Return of the Jedi she's in a lot of the novels she steps back after after the time of um, Return of the Jedi, she steps away from from the lead, and that's why the, in Bloodline, Leia's like running for that position. Um, but Mothma steps steps down. But there's yeah, there's a lot for her to do. She's a great character overall, and I would like to see her do more. This is why I, I, I and I, <laughs> I keep saying the same thing, but like the, with television, like, I know it's just there's just so it's much so much there's so much like imagine imagine these series where you could put in and you can give. Akbar more to do. You can give uh, Mothma more to do. You can give these characters more to do and involve them more. That I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped to, uh, you know, to to see all this. Me too. Yeah, I, I just think Star Wars really knows what it's doing with TV now. right now. All right, what do we got more for than Marvel? Villain, say Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren. Same. I mean, um, when it comes to overall arc, is my issue. I think Duel of Fates handled it better. Um, yeah, because he's a villain. Yeah, he go. He stay. He stays. He, even when he turns at the very end, there's a. I, I believe that's like a Vader turn. I buy it more of why he turned at the very end of Duel of Fates more so than just because we need him to help Ray in Rise of Skywalker. Um, ben Solo is a tragic character, but it's a kind of arc that we've seen already. But it's because Adam Driver is such a great actor and he's so charismatic that you care about Kylo, and I understand why he's so popular with the fan base and that trailer when the first time you saw him when he's in the woods and yeah. pops you know yeah, the, his yeah. like stance is so unique yeah. and like works because of him yeah. it, he just like does things that are so like usually like and like Jedi Sith they're smooth and right. he's like very and he's powerful and imposing very similar like Vader was Vader was I mean that's the funny thing is that Vader you know Anakin I mean Hayden Christensen is significantly smaller than Adam Driver but because of the additions to his body became menacing in this big hulking mm-hmm. figure. And also because David Prowse was like a six foot six <laughs> bodybuilder. Um, but Adam Driver's a big dude. So 
it worked and it was that imposing thing. He's to me, he shines the most in Force Awakens. That's that's the movie to me that he shines the most because it's the it's the idea of you don't really know where he is. The second and and Mike and I have are on and Callan Askin are on the same page here. Once he kills Han Solo, he is not redeemable. I don't care what they yeah. do; it's just not redeemable. Um, to me, it's just like why I like Kylo Ren as a character, but why I'm not afraid of him is because I don't really understand. To me, it's not a good enough reason why he went to the dark side that hardcore. Like with Darth Vader, it's like it was leading up. Obviously, we got the prequels to see what was going on in his His mind, how Palpatine Palpatine was putting in thoughts. But with Kylo Ren, I'm like, you have Leia and Han as your parents. Right. And you just, spoiled brat. Yeah, they didn't give you enough reason why, even when they tried to do it in Last Jedi, um, because in the novel they talk about how Snoke has been manipulating him for years, and they t- kind of say, you know, he was kind of grooming him for years. But there wasn't enough of that. I would like to see that. Same. In a, in a, or maybe maybe eventually you do. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it, the, the character himself, Kylo Ren, it is, he was the one that you, I mean, he stands out for sure. Um, I love the idea that they did give him back the mask because I thought the mask was pretty intimidating. But it was more because he was kind of like a Darth Vader fanboy than anything else, too. Um, but it's also why in Duel of Fates, when he turns on the fact, he turns on his grandfather. You know, yeah. it's just like, you couldn't do it. I'm going to do it. And it just goes full dark side after that whole thing. Um, because I wanted to see him, because like, like when the thing that's set up in Last Jedi that is completely disregarded in Rise of Skywalker is Luke saying, I'm going to be with you if you do this. And he wasn't. You don't see him in Rise of Skywalker. He doesn't I mean, he's at the minus that scene with Rey. But in, in Duel of Fates, he's kind of like haunting him. And that's what everybody thought was going to happen. But And they could have done that and like had him pulling him towards yeah. Rey and giving him that reason there. Yeah. But. All right, who we got now on a hero? C-3PO. Let's do them both. Yeah, C- R2. C-3PO and R2-D2. Now, they obviously don't get the credit I think that they deserve. I know everybody talks about these iconic characters, and they are, but people don't understand the same way that everybody talks about in Empire Strikes Back. If Yoda doesn't work, right, if that puppet, if you look at the puppet and you go, it's just a puppet, this is stupid, that movie's over. Mm-hmm. You don't love that movie, but because you believe it's a little green alien because Frank Oz brought him to life, it works. Same thing with the droids. In that beginning movie, you follow those droids for like <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. In the first time you've ever seen anything in Star Wars ever, you are following droids and not people. That is very, very ballsy. And one of the reasons the studio, like, wait, but which, what humans with them? It's not humans. It's just these two robots walking around in this desert yeah. for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Until they find, until they get adopted by the family, and then we'll see that. Then we'll start to see the humans. Then, how anybody made that movie and how George was able to do it is mind-boggling. I know, yeah. and like they're, the voice of C three PO is just like Daniels, man. He's, he's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and he was in the costume the whole time. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's such an achievement, but it makes sense because that's why you believe it. Yeah, and it's the sticking Kenny Baker moves, and yeah. Kenny Baker. They put in like now, you know, everything's remote control with it, but they had Kenny Baker in rest in peace they put him in the in the actual thing in the desert and probably both of them just how many times how many times did they pass out throughout a butt c3po and r2d2 are like the abbott and costello right and they have this and where they they, their dynamic the comedy that they had they shared in all three of the original movies just worked in the in the prequels it's they're they're very similar c3po starts to get 
in the same category as Jar Jar for me in those prequels of his purpose of what mm. of what he's there to do. He's there to make people laugh or kids yeah. laugh because the whole thing when he's bumping around and you know he's got a different head or he's or a different body and he's and he's shooting at the at the at, at, at the good guys because he's on a on a bad droid's body. All like, oh, that was comedic kid stuff, you know, but. And then they're pretty much just thrown to the side in the new trilogy. Yeah, it's about that's all about the new droids. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I yeah. which I did like the new droids, but R two D two from I just love watching how wrecked he gets and like still makes it out every time. Yeah, he <laughs> does. Like, yeah, R two D two because he doesn't talk. It, the humor with him is funny. Like when he yeah. like lights them all on fire in the second. I think it was episode two. Okay, it which was one? when they're in. When Anakin and Obi Wan oh, are beginning. like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and he's always, also, he's always, he's, he's also has an attitude. He's yeah. always pissed off. Yeah, I love it. And he loves rides for Leia. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. really. I don't know why the characters work, and they do. They really do. All right, what's uh, who's our villain? We got. We have Darth Vader. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. now we're getting into the <laughs> yeah. now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Um, Vader is such a complex character and such a an amazing character overall. One of the most iconic villains of all time, and probably the most Shakespearean villain that we have in, in star Wars because of the second he shows up and you, because once again, you don't get the right costume. And then you ever watch the real footage of hearing David Prowse talk as Vader? No, I, yeah, I really want to, I, I need the plans. He's got this like, but it, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's like comical. Spaceballs. It's comical. It's really, it's, and he's so imposing. He's just, and it's just like, you're part of the rebel alliance. I was like, oh my gosh. But then you bring in, you're a part of a rebel alliance and a traitor. Take her away. And it's like, okay, James. Yeah. You know, you, you did <laughs> Why it. is that so good? You did it. And, and that's, it's the voice. It's everything. There are some things that are just perfect by luck sometimes yeah and that's everything vader was when he came in like just everything just worked and from the cape and the helmet and the idea and i remember that the i can't remember people have, have corrected me on it but i'm pretty sure it was in the 77 um when the novel came out they first mentioned the obi-wan battle on the the volcanic planet and how vader burnt up i think might have been it might have been empire but i'm pretty sure it was the first one when the novelization came out after the movie but the backstory behind it was always there the idea and when you first hear about when when obi-wan is saying you know a, a young a young jedi named darth vader it's also why it showed you like the sith mythology develops later on yeah because it's like you wouldn't say there was a jedi named darth yeah because yeah not a jedi. he's not a jedi sith. yeah but there was a young a young jedi named darth vader who was a pupil of mine before he turned to evil. And he talked about like that whole setup right there. And I wonder, because there's a great line when Luke says to him, Luke says to Obi-Wan, you know, what happened to my father? Or how my father died? Mm -hmm. And Alec Guinness does this thing with his eyes. And he goes, and goes into it. I wonder if they rewatch and they go, ah, you know, it kind of looks like he's lying to him here. doesn't want to tell him the truth. So maybe we can come up with something here. Like I, I just I, every time you see it because they didn't really know what it was, and that was fine. Yeah, that was fine. It, it's so different because people, well, that's what they do with the new trilogy. Yeah, but that's it wasn't Star Wars back then. It was one big movie that they were trying yeah. to say, like. Let's see if no this idea. works. They didn't know. No, and they and 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 the film business was very different back then. Yeah, they but, didn't have like all of a sudden just planning for trilogies. No, and it's thank God, and they let Vader live because of Tarkin. 
They killed Tarkinoff. They let Vader live, and that then opened us up to be able to develop Vader more. And Vader comes back, and he just has Vader's career performances in Empire Strikes Back. Everything. Oh yeah, I mean, all yeah. too easy. Like you see, like the pure villainous nature of Vader because he turns back to Anakin in the third. But then he has a great scene in Rogue One. Every time he shows up, he's just and and they they've done a good job of not overusing him, right? And I know that's the fear with the Obi-Wan series, but they've done a good job in the newer stuff. Like Rogue One, I think he was used perfect. Yeah. This one scene, even though silly, don't choke in your aspirations joke. I love that joke. scene. Uh, you know I do. I know you do. But but I don't mind the scene. I just don't like the line. And then they... He's sassy. I, I know. It just <laughs> seemed, like, it. It seemed like he was just waiting for a laugh track to come in at that point. But he. But either way, either way, he is... <laughs> <laughs> but but at the end at the rebels though rebels he's devastating yeah he's devastated his battles with Ahsoka like every every way that they used him in yes. rebels I thought was done very well um and then Clone Wars the he's not in it as much as Anakin I guess you can kind of combine the two with what Anakin does and Anakin to me shines in Clone Wars that's oh that's the best Anakin easily and yeah. that's when they say he was a he was. He was a good friend. He was a great pilot. All of the stuff that Obi-Wan tells Luke about Anakin, yep. you see in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know this list is ranked on power, so it makes sense why he's not number one, but he's, to me, the greatest villain of all time because he's the most heartbreaking villain yeah, of all time. Yeah, he's trouble, too. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. you He had it all, and uh, the, mo the best thing about Star Wars, to me, is the teachings, obviously, yeah. and, like, the fear, and that number one, he's, like, complete showing of how like fear can ruin your entire existence yeah um, and he's so powerful it's he's just sick super powerful and where and that's why i am i feel like we're going to see a version of vader that we haven't seen yet in the obi-wan series because he is from what you've read in from what we read in the novels and in the comics like even lords of the sith he's battling being vader and trying mm -hmm. to still like there's that little piece of anakin that's still trying to get out there and he even the comics he still has dreams about well, no i shouldn't be doing this i gotta go back and apologize to obi-wan and get my crap back together but the dark side just takes over and he's like no you're not doing that yeah um and i wonder it's eight years after revenge of the sith he's probably get starting to go cuckoo kachu at this point mm -hmm. and obi-wan thinks nah, i can get him back and then he realizes, no, I can't. So I'm very curious to see that. Like, I, I hope that he has a lot to do in this I one. I know. I hope also that they have, like, Hayden Christensen being directed by Deborah Chow and he has, like, redemption of the face of Anakin. I think so. I think I, I think they would be... I think they would be missing out on an opportunity if they don't do a flashback scene with the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Something that just, like, gives their relationship more depth yeah. or de and devastation. Yeah, because you can... You can if you wanted to deep fake or de-age them by like 10 years, I mean, Easy. it's not going to be tough they to look, do. They yeah. both look really good. They both good. look really good yeah. right now. And it's like Hayden Christensen is, what, 42, yeah. 43, something like that. They can make him look 25, totally. 30. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah. Or, you know, younger, whatever the hell. Um, so combined together, we just did villain and hero in the same one. But uh, who's who's next on the hero side? Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. All right, Poe Dameron, character that was supposed to die right away, but because of the talents of Oscar Isaac was able to do more. I thought the Poe, I actually think where Poe shines the most is not in any of the movies. I think it's actually in the comic book is mm. where he has the most to do in his series of, of Poe um, because it's another character that was set up 
I loved. I really liked how they set Poe up in the first one. Yeah, he was, he was loyal. He was. Um, he was. He was a daredevil, but he was loyal, and he wanted to do these things for Leia. He was there to do the mission. He was her trusted soldier. And by the second one, he he's not that. He's anymore. not trusted. No, he, he can't trust him to do anything. He's a renegade. He blows. He's, annoying. he's, he's really he's annoying. Complaining. He's a buffoon. Yeah, um, because he does everything that he does is wrong, and he's oh that's why. Oh yeah, that's like his whole thing in that movie is. Oh, I should have waited. Yeah, and, and then in the last one, they're just trying to make him. They're trying to make him Han Solo, and then they, they tease the thing with Ray, but they never really deliver on it. Duel of Fates, they do. They connect more, more of it, but and it's not. And, and it's again, it's it's the it's the overall problem that I think all of those characters have. I think Ray is the only the one only who's, one who's, who's got cons- like consistency. Yeah, where you're okay with how her arc went. Yeah, but for the most part. Lower on the list, though, of the heroes is Admiral Holdo, and I say this because Poe's character just helped enhance her character, which I didn't really even need her character, Laura Dern's character. Like, I I ended up liking her because Poe was an idiot. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, your sacrifice was dope. Yeah, it was. And and he's like, oh, okay, now I like her. Yeah. She killed herself. (laughs) Oh, okay. That makes... Thanks, Poe. Thanks, buddy. Um, Uh, Yeah, so it's, it's... Yet again, same argument, same thing. I think you you get a talent like Oscar Isaac to come back and do some more stuff as Poe in a kind of rebellion. Because he, cause what they're trying to do with him in the, the third one, he, he's about to give up again. He's like, I thought everybody was going to follow us. And no. they didn't. Oh, they're back. Thank you, Lando. And then, hey, uh, uh, Finn, can you yell? Yeah, I can do it. Lando, get in it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, finally, best, most powerful villain, Darth Sidious. Yeah, Sidious yeah. And, and the Emperor. Emperor, and yeah. Palpatine. And my favorite, one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars because of the, his plan. Like, he had what a lot of the, thing, what a lot of the movies don't have. And there's a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and the way that he set things up and the way he's been working on it and the idea of being, working with Plagueis for so long to get out of the shadows and be able to move and do these things. Um, and he eventually does it and puts it into fruition. It all works out. This is um, this is a overall great character. I think that he was absolutely. I, I I had said a while ago when I was doing Jedi Council that it made sense to me if they were going to bring Palpatine back for the third movie. It made sense if they did it the right way. Yeah. If they connected to Darth Plagueis yep. and they said they found out and we're going to find out how. He cheated death because he knew that he could do it, and he finally figured out a way to do it, like Voldemort. Yeah, that's why we thought he was going to come back like Voldemort the way they do it. Instead, it's Darth cloning Sith magic, and it's like tanks. It, it would have been also, yeah, but it also disregarded everything that happened in the original in the trilogy. Yeah, of of how of how they of the the mission of Anakin and all that. It just and to be honest with you, the way the way that they brought him back, and, and I'm sorry, I keep referencing Duel of Fates. I just I've fallen in love with that overall story of what they could have done, like. He's not even really in it. He's just a he's just a hologram. Yeah. And if you're gonna bring back Ian McDermott to do it again, like I'd like to see him in like if he came back in Andor, I hope he pops back up and as the Emperor again in another in another series, like to see like it like what a Obi Wan, right? Like how great is it gonna be? Because no one's talked about this at all. They all know Hayden's coming back. But what if there's a scene with the Emperor and Vader and Obi Wan? You'll lose your mind. Yeah. It's gonna be it's great. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I I think that 
I, I didn't even think about that because you're really focusing on Darth Vader, right. maybe the Inquisitor and uh, an Obi-Wan, but that would be sick. Because Obi-Wan, I mean, the Emperor is is in, he's, he's in um, Rebels a few times and he's talking about things that he needs to do and sending out missions to Vader. And so even if it's a hologram of just saying, Lord Vader. What reports do you have? Yeah, of Kenobi? <laughs> and 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 he's, and he's like, okay, great. there he there he is. Like that's that's all yeah, I like need. Like a Luke Skywalker cameo type thing. Yeah, but that's yeah. all I need. I just need him to pop in there to say a couple things. But he's he is uh, he was always based off of the, the the dictators of the past, whether it is a a Hitler or Mussolini, whoever whatever it is. That's he's also like a pimp though, like the way that he like. Gets these people to follow him. He's a manipulator. And like, yeah, it's a yeah. massive manipulator. Yeah, like I mean a, that in like the true definition of that. Yeah, and <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that, that was done. I mean, there are things that he does that are a bit goofy and, and things that happen in the prequel, like when he's, eh, like that. That's, <laughs> oh, my that, God. That, that's that one. That scene kills. That, why is he sticking out his tongue? Eh, that's what's like Michael Jordan and when like he does some the thing. Of his, yeah, like the moves that he makes, like that's very leprechaun hilarious. Yeah. But the one, the the stupidest scene that I wish that they just they just play him, they make him look so stupid, is when Yoda throws him over the chair and the thing goes over his yeah. head and he falls over the chair. It's a, such a stupid scene. It's like they might as well him put him in the, battle. Really decomposed. Yeah, it wasn't. As, it it yeah. wasn't as great. But uh, but there's a lot that he that he does well that I hope that they they are able to bring him back in a while he's still alive. I don't need to see. And I think look, Mandalorian might explain it a little bit more. I hope stuff they that do. do. And I, I seeing him in holocron uh, form is is something I, I still want to see. But all right, a few other before we go out, we'll probably have to close out with the big three, right? Um, yeah. So Han Solo, is, I'm assuming, is next. Uh, well, or Leia. I'll read you. They have like Minam, nah, BB-8, let's, let's, let's go over some of the Chewbacca, Ray, Chewy. Let's we'll do Chewy, Ray. We'll do Chewy and Ray for sure. Chewy is it has really evolved um, from the first time he seen him was just a big dog, and then the idea of what he's able to do. And my favorite scene with Chewy actually ever is actually in Force Awakens. After Han dies, the pure rage that comes oh, out. Yeah, and he blasts his son. He knows it's his son. He blasts his son, shoots his son. Yeah, right, right? he was full gangster. He starts shooting everything and yeah. blowing everything up, and that rage that he's got. Chewie, Chewie has that, and and I think that that both Jonas and obviously the great Peter. Um, um, oh my God, uh, Peter Mayhew. Oh, no, Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Who played him? Um, uh, play, played him brilliantly, and seeing and I liked. I didn't mind the origin of how they met in Solo. I think there were some things that. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, that was my favorite. Only that was like one of the only parts yeah. I actually enjoyed. How they how they played it. Um, but Chewie's great character, and I still always wanted to see him on Kashyyyk. Didn't love that they used him in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I think that that there are times like I'm always against the idea of putting character. When people say when you put characters in, it makes the galaxy small. No, when you put them in a certain way, it makes the galaxy mm-hmm. small. I always use the argument of putting Luke into Mandalorian. That makes all the sense in the world. Because of the way that you set up the story. Yeah. That makes all sense. But putting Chewbacca in Kashyyyk when there's tons of other Wookiees that why if, if why is he working with well, Yoda? He didn't need that to was be. a fan service thing to get people to, yeah. to apply. There was no yeah. reason to have Chewie in at that yeah. point. Yeah, I and I do love the way that I think Star Wars in general has treated Chewie. Like from the beginning, he really was like Leia even was mean to him, called him a carpet. Yeah, and it's like carpet, you have to yeah. realize that 
people different species are still like equal to yeah, you right right yeah. and the chewy is that like chewy is so cool and so, then yeah. gained respect as he should yes and so and we'll, so you can't really talk about chewy without talking about han and yep. the first time you meet chewy is with han at the cantina and han was this was modeled after the old gunslingers in the in the westerns and there he was the he he wasn't a he was an outlaw he wasn't a good guy and that's why he did shoot Greedo first is blast his ass right off the thing yeah. and, and he had to and the evolution of Han Solo became he's a cowboy yeah he was a, he was a cowboy so Han Solo and the wit I mean people that's when it comes to the big three I don't even know how much we're gonna really talk about them to be honest because anytime you talk about Star Wars we you, talk about that everybody's talked about them yeah. and Luke Leia and 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 Han I mean that's 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 what Star you knew Wars. about Star Wars, that's they they are the ones they were your entryway, the gateway to get to Star Wars, to learn the characters, the different characters, the different evolution of each character, the the layers of each one of these characters. And to see, I mean, whether or not it's more of a question of we know that Luke we're gonna see again as a eight year old child in in Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Han, if we see him in a Crimson Dawn series or anything, whether it's Alden Aaron Reich or a deep fake of of Han Solo or, or of uh, Harrison Ford, who knows? I think that if you're gonna say who you most likely are gonna see, Luke, Leia for for Obi Wan probably also Leia will probably show up as an eight year old yeah. girl as well, um, and then Han is very unlikely. Yeah, and I know people are still pressing for a solo too. I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think perhaps a series could happen. But even then, the character is actually, in my opinion, maybe the most flushed out character that we have. And that's in part due to Harrison Ford. Like, I think that when I was younger, I didn't like Han Solo. He annoyed me. And I was like, oh, my God, I hate how he said, um, I know you do. But I know. know. And then now I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I love this. (laughs) You totally own this character. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, well, I think that as it gets old, as it gets on with the the character whether it's alden or whoever it might be as far as bringing him back for a sequel no thank you no um a series no thank you unless they brought him back for they know they they had mentioned the lando but they haven't mentioned it since that announcement there's no no mention of lando whether or not they're doing a series or not but if you're going to do a lando series and, and then he made a cameo in it or did an episode with him sure uh crimson dawn same thing but the question is, do they get Alden back or do they try to go with a with a deep fake version? Most likely they'd probably get Alden back. And I think that you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know how that would play, but I don't think that happens. Yeah. I don't think that happens. Yeah, the reception was just not good enough. Stay away from it. I think there's a pocket of people like there's and I always I John Hoey who's a great dude. I like John a lot, but I, I saw him at Spectacular Weekend. I go, just don't bring up make solo two happen. <laughs> So one thing I, I I love the positivity of it too, but it's it's just like no, we don't need that movie. We don't. It's a reason why it didn't do very well. Yeah. It's not just well, the reason it didn't do well is because it came out uh, early. True. The reason it didn't come out is it was the marketing behind it. True. The reason it also didn't come out is nobody needed a Han Solo movie. Yeah, it's no, still yeah. Star. You have to remember it's Star Wars. So like even if it didn't come out at the best month, even if it didn't get the best promo, you're still getting better promo than. Any other property. If you put Obi-Wan out at that time, it does better. It does better. It still doesn't do as well as it would have done in December. No, it's still Star Wars, and it's yeah. and it depends on the story. It was because the difference, the thing that people don't realize, is, and it's just too much for someone to carry, like trying to like take over for Harrison Ford. Well, the people took over for Sean Connery. Different time. 
very different time, very different world. Um, anyway, all right. I got to go. I just realized that we did it. We did it three times, three times. So anyway, everybody, thank you for joining us. Enjoy your, your holiday break. Um, Remember we're going to be, we have so much on this channel already right now, whether it's the the spoiler reviews for, um, for Spider-Man, we got spoiler review, at least a mini one for matrix. There's going to be a full on spoiler discussion for matrix coming up, but we are going to start doing the Boba Fett ones really soon. Um, I'll be doing it next week. Mike and Steph will be back the following week in 2022. Crazy. But that's it, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Stay safe. And we shall see you on the flip side. You're going to see a, a, a graphic that I didn't want you to see. But here, we'll do this instead. Here we go. Check this out. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger.